there's something that I love about being in spaces where there's other people. I recognize what it is about them that triggers me to make me feel a certain way, make me feel alive, like as a human. I feel like this life is kind of like a spiritual hunting, right? And I'm just looking for a little bit of love and goodwill. I want to see people on the streets and you're not afraid to look them in the eye and to give them a smile and be friendly to them. I feel like the world's missing this sense of belonging in a neighborhood, in a community. And I think it's just that perhaps we've all fallen out of... alignment with I guess the way that it, we can be together best as a humanity like a collective embodiment of humanity like all of what we are is all of what humanity is and so what representation are we giving I guess I look at what it is that I'm offering to the world. And I see it's a lot of care and compassion and tenderness, love and appreciation, but at the same time, like worry and wonder. I'm curious about the world. I want to understand more about what it is that it needs. You know, what does it need? What does the world need? Perhaps it's me trying to fulfill some purpose that's greater or higher than me, just knowing that I belong to something, something very particular, and, and I feel like it's my birthright to live that life. But I don't know exactly what that is other than to do what I feel is right all the time. And that's just doing the best that I can. And sometimes it means to learn the hard way. Sometimes I have to take a step back from the things that I feel most intensely about and responsible for. And to think pensively about it. I've been thinking for the past six years how I can have a conversation with the world. And that's like the most difficult thing to do because how, how do you understand how to talk to everybody on some level? And I've tried various ways to figure out how to do that and I feel for the most part fundamentally it's working because people are starting to tune in. I have no idea what they're saying or what they're thinking I'm saying but it's important that we continue to share these conversations with one another because there's something that I'm saying here that's important for them. 
I have some message for the people, and I don't want to hide that from them under some false pretenses. I just need to be me. The world makes that really hard, really hard to do. And so the more that I unfold myself layer by layer and I find out who I truly am as I encounter people and spaces, I recognize that A lot of the things that I fear are based off of the fact that I'm not sure if people will understand what I'm saying. Because to me, it all makes sense, right? Um, I may be constantly reconfirming what it is that I'm experiencing in the world, but I, I don't doubt myself. I don't doubt my vibe, right? <laughs> and I know that for whatever reason, the things that feel right to me, I, I have to go with that and, and live by that instinct. Because I don't know what people are expecting for me to say. And I'm not taking any particular approach. I'm just trying to speak a certain truth and certain peace and, and hope that, you know, it'll click for somebody somehow. That they'll get what it is that I'm saying. So that I can come at it in an approach to say, okay, well, we have mutual understanding. We're talking about the same thing here. Like we're talking on this higher level of understanding. Those are difficult conversations to have with people, but I have to have that conversation with the world, you know, and it's not like I feel it's my responsibility to save the world and I don't feel like I'm some sort of superhero. I'm just somebody who really can see this being like a true thing and I want somebody to, to debate me on the issue, you know, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong in all the ways that you think you know that you're wrong, that I'm wrong, and, and I'm going to tell you how I'm right. And I know that sounds cocky, and it sounds arrogant, and it sounds like I have a big ego, and my head is filled with lots of hot air. And it, it could be said that about many things, but certainly not about this. Not about this, this simple truth. But I know something more than what I lead on. And it's an important thing for other people to know. I feel like it's that that element, that missing key that if other people could see that this is how something works in the world that you're just not really too intuitively sure about and show it to you in, in the clearest of sense that I can make it and know somewhere in there there's so much use for it because I make use of it all of the time. And it's, it's this reasoning, it's a way of reasoning out the world, you know, putting in some sort of weight and measure and from that assigning the existence of some phenomena that we can tap into and use intelligently and say, this is how the world operates. And it be something that we can operate to our advantage. I feel like there's, there's so many more of these 
levels of things that we can use to take advantage of the fact that we have such a perfect world but we don't understand exactly how it works in every regard but each of us know enough about what's going on that you can still sense there are other things at play and until we define it and we give it a name we can't really say exactly what it is so we can't truly, in a sense, like name what it is that we're after until we have experienced enough of it that you can represent it in some kind of figured form. I think that goes to the reason why I asked the question, if you're going after an experimentation, what do you go after first? How do you take your approach? Do you start with a question or do you start with an answer? And most people say they want to start with a question. You pose a question and you get at it, you know, in these various ways. I feel that you start with an answer and and you find out what the question is through living that answer. And through that, it becomes an experimental process that anybody can participate through because it's through their own reasoning of like what they're actually experiencing. Like, this is what I'm seeing. And and the question isn't, what is this? It's like, this is something and, and I have to give it a name. And at that point, then you gain the power and control over that. It's just like understanding how gravity works and we can use that as a measurement. We, because we named it gravity, we defined what it is, we know how to use it to make sense of the world around us. And you can do that with other things that are at play that we just have not yet intuitively been able to grasp. I feel like there's ways to do that, but you can only do so by finding a common conversation that you can share with people about how to express it and I think a living experiment is far more useful than one that is trying to be set up because you automatically have the that great variable of that of uh, randomization you know you can't really assign that into it and it, to separate somehow the creator of the experiment from the actual, actual experimentation so you don't change the results based off of that, but it's really what's there. It becomes necessary to share the experiment with other people and from that derive the, the actual results from it. It becomes a game of uh, you're not at first defining the thing, you're at first saying what it's not like eliminating the things that it couldn't be um so that you can get closer to actually what it is and you define it through this this process of reaching into it to grasp it right it's like oh well when i poke it this way that's what ends up happening you know that sort of thing and for that to be like a conscious conversation to have with people and to let that be something that they use to their advantage, to take advantage of this presence of, of the way things are, and to let that be for good reason and good measure that people actually do what they can, however they can, to share in what it is that they're experiencing and make sense of it for others. I think that approaching that through conversation is the best way, but you can't always engage in, in direct talk or even writing things down. 
But what you can do is to see kind of the story that's unfolding in front of you, especially about a particular person. It's like the idea of when you would uh, study to learn something, you don't just you know pick up one single book about it. You read many of them and you get to know the authors so you understand where they're coming from and their writing. And you begin to formulate this scenario by which the story was extrapolated, you know, from the mind of the maker. And you see in that what it is about it that they understood that maybe they weren't able to put into so many words, but they lived the experience of being the creator of that understanding, that insight. And they informed it as best they could in all the ways they could. Um, but the story in itself is not just the end piece, but the, the entire creator, the artist themselves. I feel like there's lots of times that I will create something intentionally. Like I want to say something. I'm going to, I'm going to use my words. I'm going to say this thing and I I'll write it down and I'll read it. It's like, no, that's not what I was going for. It really more meant this. It's like, and if I add it in this way, it makes it seem a little bit, you know, like smoother edges and not so rough. And, you know, taking out the garbage, there's no reason for this excess to be in there. And this sounds, you know, a little confusing. Like, what am I reasoning with in that word choice? And I break it down in this crazy little edited form. And I'm like, okay, that is the thought. But by the time I get to uh, all of the writing and the editing and everything, I've written like 10 pages to produce two paragraphs and it just seems like overwhelming work. But it's a process and breaking down the language that's there, not just in the language in the terms of like what words I use to describe something, but to say like the words and how they go together to form this storyline that enters the audience into this this experience and so that it's so much alive within them in that moment when they're reading it that it's almost as if they're there and then you feel this relation to it and that experience and you're just like on fire for it and you're like whoa and so having that type of I guess uh, synchrony between people because somehow they're they're jiving with your vibe like you're working really well to understand on this frequency of, all right, I get it. I see where you're at on your level. And then to not try to figure out how to do it their way, but to find out how it is that you have grasped that bit of what they're trying to say. What part of you grasped that and in that brought forth um, some sort of reasoning that you can continue on the conversation with it and share it like reasonably like this is what's going on this is what I'm seeing from my end what do you see from your end okay and this is how it ends up resulting I feel like that type of living experimentation is missing from the world like we don't have enough experiments in the human experience and that should be something that's constantly going on and I feel that there is but maybe it's not you know so well publicized because who wants to feel that they're you know, a, a monkey in a cage or, you know, a rat in a lab, you want to feel like you're, you're still living, even though you're under this constant rule of, you know, there's something we're all trying to figure out here together. And we're gonna have to share those results. You know, um, what part of it makes you feel like you have any sort of, you know, personal agency, or you have 
a sense of independence or, or really choice in the matter because, you know, everyone all expects you to do what you're meant to do, right? Um, in so many words, it doesn't work that way. Like, there as many times as an experiment can go wrong, it, you know, it can go right. But the difference between those two is a single passing point. Like, just one thing to go wrong makes everything fall apart um, if you're not well prepared to to compensate for it. So I feel like uh, the living process of having this experiment and to communicate it with one another helps us to get at what it is that we're all experiencing on that like higher intuitive level. I like to not subject myself to too much drama in the world and because I have enough drama of my own in my life that I don't need to have uh, somebody's drama come in into my space and and infect it you know with unreasonableness I like to be there for people as support to understand yeah man we are all going through something but I don't like to be the fix-it person I like to make suggestions and to offer guidance, but I don't want to inform any sort of rules of enforcement because I don't want to have to babysit. I prefer, I'd much rather have the experience where I can be there when I can, how I can, and all the ways that I can to inform and guide people to what my understanding is. And hopefully it somehow engages them with a benefit, some moral lesson. And because just as much as in the experiment, we're all in, whether you're aware of it or not. Knowing my place, it's disturbing most of the time to think that I have to live this life. But at the same time, it's beautiful and I know I can make it beautiful and I can do great things if I only try. And I do, perhaps too hard at times, I try to put myself out there and to begin to say the things that I need to say. But most of the time I feel like it's falling on deaf ears. At least not my own, because I'm listening to myself at the very least informing myself like now sitting here just talking to myself in this space there's a whole world being lived like by other people and I know somehow like this isn't helping me gain much advantage 
you know, I know that I'm not presenting anything that the world is going to find useful in saying these things. I know that the only way that I'm going to be able to give any benefits to other people is to engage with other people. <laughs> it's hard to find that there's so few places that I can do that right now. I need to put myself out there for new experiences, but it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. I want to have a really deep conversation with someone and I'm trying to find out how I can do that without it becoming this highly public thing. It begs the question, is it possible to have a conversation? without anybody realizing it and to have it right there smack dab in front of everybody else for it to not be seen and to not be heard I almost think the idea of it's kind of interesting it would be like posing a question to the universe expecting your answer would not come instantaneously like, it would come out in the fold of being, like, because it exists, it, it's out there somewhere. Now, try to find it. That sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like sometimes saying these long conversations they're helpful they are they've helped me to make much sense of many things but then i always have this this aching inside like dirty filthy aching sense that somehow this is all going to be used against me <laughs> anything i say or anything i do will be used against me it's a really hard thing to accept because then it's like why say anything at all oh gosh you know it's not that I don't want to take responsibility and I don't want to take ownership I just don't want people to accuse me of something that they've misunderstood and the world gets a lot of that because how how do you describe something so it makes sense to people and they look at you and they have all these preconceived notions and all these biases and all these things that you have to worry about. <sighs> like being a woman and you're in a conversation, you say something and you said it the wrong way and all of a sudden it's taken in a different context. And every conversation after that makes it very difficult. Because you never know how it's going to be taken. That sort of thing. Yeah, and I mean, I, I find it challenging to talk to people. But not like it's a bad thing and I want to avoid it. In fact, it's like it's a challenge and I want to do it because I want to see how <laughs> well I can do. You know, really try to do better. 
and then recognize all the ways I make myself into a fool and do better next time. Practice makes perfect, right? So perhaps every time I make these silly recordings, I'm practicing somehow getting at this conversation that I'm having with this guy.